Welcome back to the Meaningful Success Podcast. My name is Saya, and this is my dad. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> Howdy doody. I'm Swade. So Swade. No, not Swade. Wade. <laughs> <laughs> so not Swade, Wade. Yes. Um, how are you? I'm doing good. Had a busy week, but uh, it's been good so far. How about you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Doing a lot of packing, and that's actually my my win for this episode. Is I've been making a lot of progress on packing, like just various uh, stuff that we don't need out right now because we're our move out date is is coming up. So been working on that a lot. And are you calling too? Yeah, as much as I can. Of course, we've called so many times. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's amazing how much you always find yourself able to get rid of. True. Going through boxes that were like in the storage unit and realizing, okay, this has been here for like the last year or more, right? It's been in this box. So clearly I don't have any present need for it or I haven't used it. And that makes it easier to call stuff too as you realize like, oh, I haven't even thought of this thing in however long true you know well my weekly win kind of started on a drive to the dentist and i and where did it end on the drive to the <laughs> dentist and back um, i have not really been singing for a good while and quite frankly a large part of that is because i've kind of been not singing or doing things in so long even casually i just have not i used to be able to sing I pretty well have not been able to sing very well at all for a good while, but I, I kind of started back up singing again the other day, driving over to the, to the dentist and kind of slowly trying to get my, my voice back. And so kind of warming that up. So if I want to get back into music, I'm going to have to be able to sing. So trying to strengthen that again. This was a topic suggested to us by my brother. Peter. Peter. And it was a really good idea. And it's something that actually is really relevant to me because I have been seeing a whole lot of ads on my social media for gurus of all sorts, right? Right. There's all these people. And and in my case, there's a lot of them that are like, book marketing focused or, you know, product launch focused or whatever. You search on Google for anything and all of a sudden you're going to get bombarded. Audrey and I have also, like as we're, you know, building up our little family and all this stuff, we're looking into like, you know, financial um, Mm -hmm. advice and all this different stuff. Whenever, it's like you said, whenever you're searching for something, you're going to get bombarded by all these people who claim to be experts, who claim to have answers. Right. They all have these programs that are hundreds, if not sometimes thousands of dollars. Right. And so the the simple question is, what do you do with that? Mm. Right. And there's kind of two sides of this. There's the side of knowing who to listen to mm-hmm. and if you should listen at all. Because there's some really good ones out there. There are. There are some genuinely, like, not everybody's a huckster, right? Right. Like, there are good, knowledgeable people out there. But how do you tell who those are? How do you tell if you should even pay attention in the first place? And the second part of it is even if you know who you should listen to, how do you know it is the right time or the right investment of your money or your resources or whatever to actually partake in a mm. in a course or a program or a mentorship or whatever they're selling. And, you know, we say this as people who we have offered courses before. True. But it is easy to to 
get a leery feeling from all these ads. We have to remember that the first thing, you, you know, the first thing is who do you listen to? Yeah. The first thing we have to recognize is that because of all the algorithms out there in the various search engines and in the various places that we explore, the reason why they resonate is that they're already touching on a topic that they know we are already searching out. Right. And so we are already primed with some level of interest, some level of need, some level of, of struggle or, or a goal that's associated with it. So I think that the first thing is we have to recognize that it's going to pull us in one direction or another. You know, it's kind of funny. I was talking to some coworkers the other day uh, about this. We were talking about it on, a, on a sales context. And we were talking about the fact that, you know, in every decision that we make on a purchase decision, we have different motivators as to what is motivating us to make that decision. Sometimes our motivation is the reputation of whoever the provider is. Sometimes it is they match exactly what I'm looking for. Sometimes it is, can they produce the result? We don't really care about the rest. Can they deliver the goods? And sometimes it's more about we were wanting to build a relationship or get, get into a community uh, of things like that. And every one of those things is valid. But when we get with these gurus that are approaching us, a lot of times we're being hit from all of those fronts. They have a community. They have a product. They have an example of results. So it is perplexing. We know it's pulling on a need we have or a desire we have. And secondly, in most cases, there's going to be some level of evidence or some level of backup to support the claims. So it is a good question. I mean, how do you go about that, Saya? Well, as far as telling if somebody's worth listening to, if you kind of have your eyes open, some of them are easy to tell. If there is an ad that shows up and every comment on the video is similar. sycophantic <laughs> and and similar to each other. And True. and you just if you have a feeling that there's something just off, yeah. you're probably right. Right. That's true. So um, don't don't ignore those yellow flags. I mean, and that's not to say, I mean, sometimes your gut could be wrong, sure. But it's like those kind of things, I just automatically assume, okay, somebody's got a bunch of sock puppet accounts that they're using to praise themselves hmm. of like, oh, I've taken the program and it was amazing and blah, 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 right? Yeah, it reminds me, when we, we used to live in a town that had, um, and you'd see these signs that were like, someone's taken like a poster board with a magic marker and wrote something like, high tech jobs available. And it's like barely even legible because it's all scrawled out on there. And you're thinking, okay, and here's the number to call. So you're like, you're like oh yeah, if this is a high tech company, how likely is it they're using poster board and a, and a crayon to write the ad? Exactly. It's the same kind of thing. And this, this can be misapplied, but in a business context, in a professional context, someone's written communication is also a big deal. True. If you're looking at somebody's ad, for example, because generally there's a video and then there's a long written out ad beneath the video, like mm -hmm. on Facebook or Instagram. Mm -hmm. And if there's something about the way it's written that just doesn't seem right, like, mm -hmm. again, it's it, this isn't about being a grammar Nazi. It's just there's times when you can tell like, okay, this was probably written by like a bot. You know, mm. this was probably generated. Or a ghostwriter or something. Or, yeah, there's times you can tell those things. So those are just a base level avoiding scams, avoiding. Right. But but then there's another element, which is you talked about, you know, who to listen to. There's a level of cutting out the clutter or cutting out those things that really don't meet the smell test. That's what you just talked about. Yeah. A another level of that is 
recognizing that even if you took five people who do match that smell test, do look like they have something of substance yeah. in the area of, of need, that doesn't mean that all of them would fit us. Well, and and that's where you, if you are really interested enough in what you're seeing to want to investigate, that's where you Google the name of the program and then mm-hmm. the word legit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you'll find like forum posts or something where somebody has asked the question, hey, is this thing real? Is this like, and you're looking for third party platforms. You're not trying to find Anything a lot of their website, right? A lot of times their website's going to come up as the first result and you're wanting to go down to the bottom of the page and like find reviews, find actual opinions by actual people. Yeah. And sometimes you won't find any. Mm. And that in itself in my book can be kind of a yellow flag. It's not necessarily an indication that you shouldn't do anything with it because maybe it's just a brand new program that hasn't had the chance to get that stuff established. But if you can't verify from other sources, other people at all, Mm -hmm. that's also kind of a big deal. Or verify other things of substance. So, so for example, perhaps this program that they come out with is brand new and they don't have any history and there is nothing there, but maybe they have other kind of accomplishments that they can point to to substantiate their credibility in that area or, yeah. or their track record or something of that nature. They may be affiliated with someone who is established, who Correct. has vouched for them, or there may be other ways of recognizing that stuff. Yeah. But at that point, if you're in the level of you're interested enough to be investigating their legitimacy, you're probably attracted by the ad. There's Mm -hmm. something about what they're selling that you're interested in and you're trying to find out if it's really as good as you are hoping it would be. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because this, you know, a lot of these things to come back to, I mean, my profession has been in the sales arena and and a lot of things come back to some core elements that that you look to. And and a long time ago, uh, early in my sales career, an individual talked to me about just a concept that probably many people on this show have heard. And that's, you know, the features, attributes, and benefits. And, you know, when you go to sell, do you sell the feature? Do you sell the attribute? Do you sell the benefit? In other words, like, okay, I'm looking at this, you know, whatever, slim fast, you know, what's a feature? Oh, it's portable. What's an attribute? It's chocolatey. What's the benefit? Well, it helps you lose weight. But the point that that individual made to me was, is it really losing weight that you're really looking for? He said, not really. What you're really looking for is the life impact that that's having on you. So why does someone even want to lose weight in the first place? They do it because they want to feel better. They want to be more healthy. They want to live longer. They want to be more active. There's motivations behind the benefit that are really what's compelling that action in the first place. And I guess one of the things that I would say is, do you know what that motivation is for you? Two people can want the same product, but have a different motivation as to why. Let's say, for example, you're looking at something for financial advice, okay? Yeah. And there's a bazillion of those out there that that do that in different shape, form, and fashion. Well, what is it that I'm really trying to accomplish in that? What is it? What am I trying to impact? Am I trying to ensure kind of a wealth accumulation over a cer- certain period of time? Or am I just disorganized or struggling with getting in order? And what my real motivation is, is I don't want to be stressed out each pay period that I... 
I have the money I need to pay my bills. People can be looking at the same advice, but for different motivating factors. That actually may be an element of filtering when you look at the different programs or things that you're looking at. What is it they're really trying to accomplish? Take, for example, financial software. You know, you've got all kinds of programs out there, but some of them are really geared more towards people who want, you know, an envelope budgeting system. Some of those are really more investment oriented, like stocks and bonds. Some of them are more geared to people who do like real estate investing and things of that nature. There's just different bents to even a very strong program. And do you know what you're what you're looking for? What is it you're really trying to accomplish when you're looking at these financial programs or you're looking at these writing programs or you're looking at buying a house programs or whatever it may be? What is it you're really wanting to get out of it? You need to know that. You don't want the program itself to set that tone because then you could be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. Like for me, some of the ads that'll come up have to do with like book marketing. Hmm. And I am not an advertising person. And so that is an area where I don't have those skills and I I don't know what I'm doing and where I do need help of some kind, right? Right. But sometimes a program may be legit. The people may be legit. The product they're offering is good, whatever. Mm -hmm. The way that they sell it also matters to me. Oh, I agree with that. So for example... Something that really rubs me the wrong way is when you see these people who are like financial gurus who are specifically advertising themselves toward people who are in bad financial situations or who don't have a lot of resources. Mm -hmm. And they're coming in and promising that their program will help you get to a better financial place. And then they're charging like a couple thousand dollars. Correct. I just don't agree with that at all. I think that Mm -hmm. that's that's like wrong because it's predatory at that point. Mm. You're basically asking someone, hey, you know, sign up for my program where I'm basically going to tell you to cut up your credit cards, but go into debt one last time to be in my program to learn to cut to up learn your to cut up your credit cards, right? I that kind of thing also matters. How who are they selling to and how are they presenting what they're selling? Yes. Um is it overly manipulative? It does it just feel no matter how good it is, does it just kind of feel slimy? Do you get to the point where and this is how it happens at the end every time you get to the end of one of these presentations and it's like you're thinking like, "Okay, what are they charging like $500?" And they're like, "It's 997." Right. You're selling to someone that is not in a position to just drop that kind of money. Maybe this is a rabbit trail, but this is something that I, that I experienced too. I the way that people approach the sales process, I may be even more sensitive to this because this is my profession as well. I really struggle with that too. One example would be when they hold you captive to a video you cannot fast forward, you cannot rewind, and it's this 45 minute. Can't even pause. You can't even pause. It's this 45 minute to an hour thing. You don't know, but you don't know how long it's going to be because. Don't tell you the timer. My time is valuable. I don't want to waste an hour if then at the end they're going to say, oh, and the reason they're doing it is because they're trying to give enough value to justify and really pull you in so that you make some decision. But if I don't have the ability to purchase it, I don't have the ability to purchase it. And I don't want to waste an hour of my time doing that. I think it's discourteous to your buyer. I think that there's things that you can do on that. So what I end up doing on those is I I hang up on that and I look online to search the name of the program and cost or or things like that. And you can usually find that 
somewhere on some some third party site from that standpoint, at least get an idea of what they're what they're doing. That is something that really bothers me. There's another thing that really bothers me as well, which is there's nothing wrong with making an offer and having that offer have a limited time frame to be accepted. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think sometimes there is a purchase window that, okay, you need this time. But I think that that is done in extremes in many cases where I feel pressured, I feel manipulated. So like, okay, this program is $3,000. But if you, while you're on the call with me now, if you do it now, it'll be $1,000. If you get off the phone with me, it's now going to be $3,000. There's nothing you can do about it. Those kind of things feel very manipulative to me. Yeah. And it really turns me away. Yeah. There's there's a particular guy, uh, I'm not going to name names on the podcast right now, but there's a particular guy who started kind of getting big on YouTube last year who was, his whole thing was like, he's a multimillionaire and he's teaching people how he does it, right? Mm-hmm. And his whole thing pretty much boils down to there is value to what he's saying for sure. But but a lot of the stuff he's saying boils down to very aggressive, very manipulative sales tactics. Mm. You know, somebody says, oh, well, I need to get my partners okay before I spend all this money. And his thing is like, well, but would your partner really say no to you saying yes to a better life mm-hmm. and blah, 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 and like pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and not taking no for an answer, Right. Right. And I just have a really primal distaste for that. Yes. And it's like you can't argue with the results. That's the bit where it's complicated, right? Because you can't argue with the results. Like the clearly it works. Clearly it makes right. money. But so does slave labor. Well, like, it, you know, you can use yeah. <laughs> incredibly immoral, horrible things and, and say like, it works. Well, the economy was great. You know, like, no, it's it's abhorrent. Like, yeah, yes, that's a good point. Now, there's legitimacy in having time windows. I mean, so if someone says, hey, listen, you got the next week or this only is going to be offered for the next you know, week or 10 days or whatever. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. There's a difference between that and the strong arming tactics that you were just describing where they've got you captive. Yeah. And we're not going to let you go type of thing. Yeah. You're going to have to evaluate through reviews, through just gut feeling. Maybe they'll offer, I mean, a lot of these places don't offer like a free trial or whatever, because yeah. instead of that, what they're doing is a heavily quote unquote discounted rate as long as you go ahead and buy. Right. So it's not like you can like try it out and see what you feel, but places that do, you know, you can, you can do a free like consultation call or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, suss that out. And you can get a sense of, is this something that seems like it would actually help me based on how it helps other people? or whatever. Yeah. The, the other side of this is the question of how do you know when you actually need that information and need to sign up for that thing? And I say that having done it and yes. not and not regretted it on certain things. Right? Yeah. I mean, I've made several purchases like that as well. I mean, yeah. I should restate that. I've made several investments like that because first of all, yeah. I think we have to recognize any of these, I think that before you make the decision, is this the program, you need to make a decision, am I ready to make an investment at all? Yeah. And that investment includes money, yes, but time. I think you yeah. can't decouple those. 
Yeah, that is true. In the first place, you got to know, can I even do this? The question is, does the act of purchasing this program or this consultation or whatever it is, this coaching program, whatever, does the act of purchasing it, the exchange of resources, both of time and perhaps especially of money, get you tangibly closer to where you want to be? Or is this all just kind of not doing the real work? Oh, that's a good point. You know, for example, now that I have written my first book and I'm actually at a place where trying to learn about book marketing makes sense, it makes way more sense now to try and learn about book marketing and sign up for something because I have a book to try to sell. Yes. Then if I was halfway through the book and I really, the real work is I need to finish the book so I have something to learn about selling in the first place. Right. You know? Right. And it's tempting because you know that you do need to get ahead of the game on certain things. So I understand that there's that temptation, but that's where you have to go back and say, you know, there's a monetary investment, there's a time investment that you have to think about. Yeah. And I think that another thing that we you need to consider when you say, is this something that I want to act on is you have to look at ROI. Yeah. And from an ROI perspective, I believe that you can look at that in two different ways. I mean, there's probably a bazillion ways, but two specific ways you need to think of is what is my short-term ROI and what's the long-term ROI? Yeah. Because some of these things that you're learning, if you're truly going through a course that's teaching you a skill, it's going to take you time to get that skill down to where it's really impacting. It's not an instant fix type of situation. Yeah. And so, for example, let's say if I wanted to take a course on how to mix or master records or music, I could take a course that would teach me a lot of skills right after taking the course I would have learned some things, but am I prepared to do this high profile album or something like that? No, I, I wouldn't be there because I'd still need to practice those skills, put them in place and allow them time to actually become second nature. Yeah. So I think that it's unrealistic to expect any kind of instantaneous things. However, you should be able to see some results on that. So I think you need to weigh what are you looking for from a short term ROI and from a long-term ROI. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot more we could explore with this topic, and maybe we will on a future week. Um, yeah, but I think that the main thing that we want to share is, you know, yes, there there's some good things out there, but there's some things to watch out for. Hopefully, us talking about all this has given you some ideas of things to look out for or ways to investigate. Because you know? these are things that we've go through the same purchase that you're going through. Oh, yeah. I, I saw, like, no joke, like, three ads on Instagram for different programs just this afternoon. Wow. And honestly, no one that is doing those things outside of, like, the Hucksters, like, no one's doing anything wrong. Everyone's just trying to make more money and get, you know, mm -hmm. get their success journey going and whatever. But it's important to know whether or not helping someone else's success journey is going to help you on yours. And oh, if, that's that, an interesting comment. if that has to do with, you know, somebody selling to people in poverty, like for thousands of dollars, a quick fix for all their problems, like that is just, that's, that's not it. Yes. So anyway, if you have any further thoughts about this, you can let us know. Leave us a digital voicemail at speakpipe.com slash MSP. For now, though, Father, Sire. what's your weekly favorite? Oh, it's the weekly favorite. Well, my weekly favorite was I went to a game night at my church again, and it was fun. And I won. <laughs> what, what, so when you say a game night, what kind of games? Board games? Or? No, it's, well, it's kind of like a Yahtzee. It's, it's, it's called um, Farkle. It's kind of a, like a Yahtzee kind of game. Like a word game. 
well, more numbers based type of deal, you know, matches, you know, two in a row or five in a row or whatever. Yeah. They give you six dice and you're rolling, you kind of do it as a group. But it was, it was fun. It was good conversation. And you know, I was kind of joking that I win. I did win, but that wasn't the reason it was fun. It was just fun because it was a good, good time. But it was more fun because you won. Well, it certainly didn't hurt. <laughs> uh, my favorite is a game that I started playing yesterday. It's called A Short Hike. It's about a bird on an island going on a hike. And it's really cute, and it's just very peaceful and chill. And are you finished with it already since it's a short hike? No. I, so the reason I was playing it was because uh, our internet was out. Yes. And uh, it was one of the, it was just a game I wanted to try out that didn't need the internet. And gotcha. So, um, yeah, but it was really fun, really cute. I would recommend it. Awesome. Well, with that, I appreciate everybody listening. I hope you uh, have a good week. Um, please tell your friends about the podcast. We want to get the word out and uh, hope you're enjoying this. And if you if you just recently heard just one or two of our episodes, there's a, a couple dozen or more episodes out there available for you to listen to. You know what? Actually, Dad, this is episode 31. Oh my goodness. That this we're is recording episode right now. 31. So you say a couple dozen. There's actually 30 full episodes out there. 30 full episodes. That's over over a half year's content. So you so. could listen to an episode a day for a month. Wow. Yep. And why don't you do that? (laughs) Please. (laughs) So um, everybody have a great week. Uh, Saya, love you. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. The Meaningful Success Podcast is myself, Saya, and my father, Wade. That's me. That's him. Music is Brings Back the Feeling by Daniel Gunnarsson, licensed through Epidemic Sound. As mentioned earlier, you can message us through speakpipe.com slash MSP. Support us financially through patreon.com slash Meaningful Success Podcast. And until next week, I went to the store and saw that they sell pink pineapples. I've never heard of that before. Go try a pink pineapple. (laughs) 